When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, time now to speak with Laurie Culver. Always look forward to talking to Lozzie's in England for tyre power. Winter safety sale on now. 25% off equivalent, four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power. Get your free five-minute safety check. Loz, how are you, mate? You've been over there for some of the best test match cricket I think we've seen for many a year. Could have been 3-0 England. Could have been 3-0 Australia. It's 2-1 Australia. Tell us about the finish yesterday. How tense was it? Well... It was just like the other two tests, amazing. Um, obviously, Australia were right in the game when they had England 6 for 171. They managed to get Ben Stokes caught down the leg side in a bit of a strangle. But then, you know, Harry Brooks showed a lot of nerve as he and Chris Wokes um, got them closer and closer to the target. They played their shots. The Australians set a deep field to Brook, trying to get him off strike. But Wokes rose to the occasion. Apart from a few plays and misses, he played well. And then Brook... Played a terrible shot with 21 to win. Just popped it straight in yeah. there to sort of cover mid-off. And then Australia had some hope again. But then Mark Wood, as we saw in the first, he's came out and just went for it. And in the end, England were the better side. I think most people would agree over the, the four days and deserve their win. And, and what it does now, it sets it up brilliantly for the last two test matches. And uh, really, it's, it'll be good to get over this for a couple of days, but can't wait for the yeah. next one in a bit over a week's time. The addition of Mark Wood and, and Chris Wokes, they would, I mean, either could have won man of the match. Weren't they outstanding, both with the bat and the ball? Well, Wokes just has a bit more uh, about him than James Anderson at this point in time, and he should be playing for the rest of the series. I think James Anderson could well retire. Um, and as you say, his batting at critical stages throughout this test match was uh, very, very important. And he... He really contributed. Um, you know, uh, that 32 yesterday was uh, outstanding just to get England home by three wickets. And obviously, you know, Wood, his extra pace troubled our tail. I mean, Pat Cummins, who made 100 runs in the series for only once out leading to this test, was really shaken up by him in the first inning when he was LBW. And then in the second, you know, had a bit of a flirt at one well outside of stump, which he didn't need to play at. And that's what the extra pace does yeah. to you. It makes you do decisions that you wouldn't normally do, reflex actions. And now suddenly... He's under the pump in terms of trying to make runs. So, look, it was a great game. Um, obviously, Travis said uh, brilliant in the second innings with his 77. And I thought in the first innings, actually, with his 39, he played pretty well. He just sort of opened the face to one from Wokes and, and probably should have hit that one with a full face to the bat to mid-off rather than trying to guide at the third man. But uh, the evening session on day three when he was smacking them to all parts, um, look, he played brilliantly. And, um, you know, if there's any doubt about his class now, uh, his defence is tight. His ability to hit the ball hard when it's needed is good. And I think uh, he's going to have a very, very long test career, our boy from Adelaide. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Hey, Laurie, watching it, I, I did wake up. <laughs> I did watch it. I went, <laughs> I went through the agony of it. Now, I thought in the first two tests, I thought Australia caught better. I mean, batted better, bowled better, but only by margin. But the drop catch. Now, yeah. I'm not even a crack here, but I thought yeah. that that catch, that Kerry must have run 40 to 50 metres to go back over his head, and Boland yeah. only had to come a few metres off the bench, off the fence. You know, he was fielding down at deep fine leg. It, it just looked, oh, hang on, what happened there? It, it, could have, it could have changed the game. Well, it could have. I think we were just about done at that point anyway. But I agree with the point you make about where was Scotty Boland. Now, Carey's probably the fittest bloke in the side. And, you know, with his AFL background and stuff. And he ran 
oh, I'd guess, 35, 40 metres, and Boland didn't have much distance to, to carry. And you know, at the end of the day, they might have pinched the wind, but in the end, it was just one of those things that happens. And uh, in the heat of the moment, uh, probably the wrong decision was made. And, uh, you know, England, I think we're probably going to win anyway. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying about that catch. And I think England's approach in this game has been a bit better. They've dropped catches, but they didn't buy any no balls in the second innings, which is something they've had trouble with throughout the series. So England tightened up. The one thing they're going to look at, and I can tell you, Johnny Bairstow's spot is under the mm. pump. Not enough runs in this game. Kept poorly again at various stages. Yeah. And there's a big push for for, uh, for Ben Folks to come back into the side and, and maybe move Bairstow out. Wow. Just talking about moving out, the, the commentary yep. today and walking into a studio of, full of sporting people, all sorts of shapes and sizes, talking, <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, our captain, Pat Cummings. Is he, is he a really good captain? People are starting to question. I mean, for the last two tests, he was great. and This one, he's not. But it's interesting, the commentary around some of his field places and, and choices bowlers. I think at times um, he sets... Uh, too many fielders on the fence. And we've talked about this before, haven't we? You know, in the first uh, day of the series when Ollie Pope had just come in, he had a, a man at deep square leg and he wasn't even double figure. So he's just getting off the hip for one, getting off strike. And the bowlers can't build any pressure up bowling, trying to bowl maidens and stuff when you've got three, sometimes four on the fence. So I get it for Crawley. Saved a lot of runs in this series having a wide third man because that's one of his great strengths. But yeah, at times, I think he's got it wrong. And I think. He left it too late to bowl Todd Murphy yesterday as well. I think he should have been on with maybe 100 to win and just a chance to have a little bit of a bowl. Phil settled. So then at the back end of the innings, yeah. when they really wanted him to get a wicket, he would have felt a bit more comfortable. And that could be a change for the next test. I mean, I know you're going to ask me about Warner, but before you do, I think they've got to keep Mitchell Marsh in the side. You can't yep. drop a bloke. He's made 118 and 28. And he's got Crawley out in both innings and fielded well. You just can't drop that bloke. He's no way in the world. And Agreed. I think Cameron Green could easily come back in, but it could well be at the expense of uh, Murphy and maybe Travis Heads and, and Alabashay and these sort of blokes are going to have to bowl a few overs of spin uh, if required. The other big mystery, Loz, Scotty Boland, we thought conditions would suit, but he's he hasn't looked dangerous at all in, in the test matches. Nah, nah, nah. He's been um, medium pace at best. Um, he, he tried hard yesterday, um, but 11 overs for 49. Wasn't a lot of player misses there. I think, you know, that, that's one area that England have really won uh, a battle. Uh, they've, they've taken Boland completely out of the equation. And he, there's no way he'll be playing in the fourth test. Um, Josh Hazelwood was doing a lot of run-throughs and training over the last couple of days, having watched um, them run around during lunch breaks and stuff. So he'll be cherry ripe for the next test, and that could get things back in Australia's favour. But, yeah, unfortunately, Scotty, he's only got two wickets in two tests. And, uh, you know, at 34, you wonder how much more test cricket he's got left in him. Yeah, look, I'm Mitch Mars. I know he's had some... <laughs> I guess some uh, some history in the last, but I thought he actually moved the ball. in that second innings. He actually started moving the ball a bit. They were starting to swing a bit, so you wouldn't lose anything by playing both Cameron Green and Mitch Mars. I I, I can't imagine them not doing it well, now. Could, Warner, you, could Warner be dropped for? Could could also well, be. Well, the thing that yeah, the thing is, boys with Warner. So you got to look at it two ways. I reckon Australia got to win or draw the next test, right? Now, yep. what's the best thing? Do you want to unsettle that top three and four? Um, do you want to take the risk on Warner again and also have him to catch in the slips where he and Smithy have done a, an excellent job? Or do you want to mess the order up a little bit and go, righto, um, Labuschagne's going to open, Smith's going to bat three, everyone goes up one to accommodate that. I'm not sure that's what they're going to do. I'm not, I think they're going to wait till the very last minute. Um, if Warner doesn't get picked, that could be it for him. 
And that's the big decision they're going to have to make leading into the next test. Yeah, he's almost a passenger at the moment. Uh, England, love the way they play their cricket, Loz. Um, Harry Brook, I think he's averaging 80 coming into the series, just a young man starting his career. But he's got no fear. Well, a bit like Travis Head. He's got no fear. Whatever they bowl, he's going to try and smack it. Yeah, I thought he played a bit more measured uh, than in the first innings. And I don't think he's a number three. So England have got to look at that as well. And that might be a way to find um, someone to put into the side. Because you know, they've lost Ollie Pope, obviously. And, and they might drop Johnny Bairstow. But yeah, Brooke was protected by Moeen uh, Ali. He came in at number three uh, last night. Didn't quite work. He only got five before Mitchell Stark sent his um, stumps all over the place. And he looked a much more better player at number five, didn't he? And he finished with 75. I know his dismissal was a bit poor. But he, he had a lot to do with the victory. And uh, he's a very quiet young lad. He looks about 16 years of age. But by gee, he's got some ability, Wilds. And uh, I think he'll do well in the last couple of tests for England, for sure. Yeah, they bat right down, don't they? Having, having Wokes in there. Mark mm. Wood can hold a bat, yeah. too. Ollie Robinson had no part in the, the test. Hey, Loz, tell us, when Mark Wood was bowling, that, that speed, and it looked really quick when you're around the 155 marker. Unbelievable. Yeah. I haven't seen that for quite a while. What was the buzz like in the ground? Oh, it was electric. That yeah. first belly bowl, I think three maidens in a row, and then he went for two off the last over. So four overs, three maidens, number two. And he had the Australians jumping. And, you know, it was brilliant. And then the spell after two, when Australia were in a, a good position, you know, they, yeah. they were, I know Mitch Marsh had just got out, 5 for 240. You're still looking at 320, 330. And he just blitzed the tail. And it was a, a real opener to how important he would have been if he was able to play in the earlier test matches. Obviously, they didn't feel that his elbow was right. Um, but he looks in uh, top nick. And I know he's a bit expensive in the second innings. Um, I think at one stage he had 10 overs for 11. His next seven overs went for about 56. Um, but he got two critical wickets. So yeah. you've got to take the rough of the smooth for those types of bowlers. And I think it's a bit like Mitchell Stark. Not quite as... He, he's a bit quicker than Mitchell Stark. But like Stark, he can be a little bit expensive. And I think you've got to just cop that occasionally. Abishane, how, I mean, he just hasn't really got going, has he, at all? I think, I mean, we know about Warner, but Labuschagne's, I mean, he's younger and he's he's got a great record, but it's yeah. just not working. Yeah. No, he hasn't got the 50 in the six innings he's had, and I thought he played pretty well uh, for his 33. Um, his dismissal was a real turning point in the game. Australia yes. were 90 ahead, nine wickets in hand. He had really settled in nice. He was playing well. And looking at the replay of that shot, he tried to slog sweep it, but in the end, it looked like he sort of tried to roll the wrist, but unfortunately, the execution wasn't quite there. And then when Steve Smith got out, you know, England were back on. And that yeah. was a, a critical moment in the game. And, and ultimately probably cost Australia the chance to have a lead of in excess of, uh, of 300. Loz, we're very jealous men here. Very envious of you. Uh, thanks for these great, <laughs> thanks for the great reports. We know you love your cricket. You do great reports. And look, I can't wait for the fourth test. That's in about eight days from now? Yep. Yeah, on the 19th. So a Wednesday start. And uh, yep. in between time, boys, I'm heading up to Scotland, eat a bit of haggis and uh, catch up with a few people. And, Back in time for Manchester, it's going to be awesome, isn't it? Great man, Laurie Culver there.